Dankeschön. Hey guys, it's the Dog Dog coming to you live from Five Points in Athens, right here at the Wow Wingery and Cafe. Dog fans, the Bulldogs were victorious today, 45-16. to 16. It was a big victory. You know, a good comeback win for us coming off of a loss last week. It was what we needed. We're 2-1 and one now, and uh, we're looking forward to Alabama at Tuscaloosa next week. Bert, what were your initial thoughts about the game? You know, the Dogs came out and started slow today. Could have yeah, dominated. I mean, they really did. Well, we said on Tuesday, I said uh, the Carolina team's going to come in here and collect them a check this week, but somebody forgot to tell them not to – not to really try that hard because uh, they actually were trying to play with us a little bit. I I thought we were just going to give them a, the uh, two three hundred thousand dollar check and just let them uh, take a nice little beating. But uh, they they tried to play with us in the first quarter. Uh, we got everything right late in the second quarter. But uh, you know Georgia uh, for coming. You know Georgia just looked a little sluggish. It looked like they were playing a team that that hadn't won a game and. And 11 tries, and, uh, and and they just really weren't fired up about it. The fans weren't fired up about the game. Uh, the stadium uh, wasn't, wasn't full by any means. And uh, and so I think, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Georgia looked sluggish. They didn't look great. They didn't look sharp. And um, I, don't, I don't know what you can bring out of this one. Old Dog, what do you think about the game today? I mean, you know, the Dogs had a chance to dominate early on. And, uh, you know, they didn't look crisp right out of the gate. But no. Stafford did get it together in the second quarter. Well, well, to some extent. I mean, to me, it kind of felt like a hollow victory. I mean, it was just not – maybe we're still a little hungover from losing to South Carolina. I don't know. But uh, the fans didn't seem to be in it. The team was, was sluggish. I mean, our first attempt, we had to kick a field goal. And, I mean, if you can't get it in the end zone against Western Carolina, that's like playing Mary's Three Sisters for the Blind. You know, I mean, there's just not a whole lot going on over there. And it, you know, they need to, I don't know what to say. Well, uh, you it, know, again, it was just, I was hoping we'd come out. I don't know if I wanted just, you know, to, to drive up and down the field, score 72 points or so. But I just kind of thought we should have done better Well, you know, today. we after not scoring, last week we didn't score a touchdown for the first time in six years. Uh, we ended the first quarter today 3-3. Three to three. You know, Stafford lost a fumble on a sack during a, a really a pretty sloppy first quarter, you know. Mm. And oh, that, yeah. uh, that allowed a fumble by Western Carolina. We finished the first quarter 3-3, three to three, but we did score three touchdowns in the second quarter, you know, which uh, made it 24-3 to three at the half. We, so We did, but Stafford, Stafford kind of started where he left off last week. He just didn't look real sharp. Uh, you know, he, he, he took a couple of hard hits early on in the game. I, I thought they might, they might have to sub Cox in a little earlier than what we thought it. But uh, we did. We didn't look sharp at first, but it could be expected. You know, you're. I mean, you're playing a team like Western Carolina. You're coming off a tough loss to an SEC school. You can feel it around the state. Not you know, not just not just probably here in Athens, but all around the Georgia fans. After losing last week, it kind of you know, the, the wind's been taken out of their sail a little bit, and it's going to take a, a big victory over an Alabama or an Ole Miss or something like that to get everybody fired back up about everything. So. Well, I mean, and after what happened to Oklahoma State against Troy, I don't think we can take a whole lot of goodness Ooh. from that victory. Yeah, and, Troy uh, looked good. I, I tell you what, you know, and you guys tell me something, but. It just, I just don't think Matthew Stafford looks comfortable back there. Uh, I think he's nervous. He's got quick feet. And, I mean, I don't think he, from what he says, 
one thing in the press, I don't think he's got confidence in the line. I mean, I, mean, you, I think he's... Did you watch the line miss hell their no, assignment I today? Either. I mean, they, they absolutely, hey, absolutely uh, that, that sack where he took that hard hit from the oh. backside, I mean, that kid... I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, no, you know, the guy just went right I mean, inside he, of him. He jumps off sides and then just lets the door open and says, just knock the hell out of my quarterback. That's yeah. okay with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sturdivant was off sides on that play and missed his guy completely. I mean, clearly he was confused. He was confused on the snap count and well, the blocking well, scheme. Well, yeah, the, uh, the backer came up from the outside and and, and act, was showing like he was coming, but he actually, actually ended up dropping into coverage. But... Still, he should not. He shouldn't even be looking at that outside backer. That's that's going to be a back pickup type type yeah. play right there. I mean, that's not going to be. That's that's totally not his responsibility at all, unless 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 the the line was shifting. But it looked like the line was shifting to the right. They were sliding to the right, and uh, he absolutely. I don't know what he was thinking. He he just absolutely let the guy go inside of him and. And that that was just a that was I mean that was an easy target. Well, right you there. know, maybe Stafford went out with his girlfriend last night or something. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's something up there. Well, because I, I mean, he just he opened the door and said, you know, take your best shot. Yeah, I yeah. think you're onto something, old dog. I think Stafford's confidence level, his comfort level in the pocket, is a lot less than it was even last season. At this point in this season, he's just not that comfortable back there. Yeah. I think he's feeling. Pressure. He's got, when he's he's got the pressured. Brandon Cox syndrome, the quarterback over at Auburn. You know, I mean, Brandon Cox, and I know probably a lot of the Georgia fans don't watch Auburn, but Brandon Cox used to be an outstanding quarterback until he started getting his his head kicked in, yeah. and because his offensive line didn't protect him for him, and uh, he's absolutely become gun shy in the pocket. And you saw he got benched today earlier. If anybody's watching that game, uh, but. Uh, Stafford, he's way too young to be getting that syndrome right now. Well, you know, Stafford was 14 of 20 today. 14 completions out of 20 attempts for 174 yards. He did have two touchdown passes to uh, Thomas Brown and Sean Bailey. So, I mean, you know, on the face of it, I mean, 174 yards passing against Western Carolina is nothing to shout about. But, uh, you know, he had no picks, and 14 of 20 is not bad. He lo- He looked good rolling. You know, when we did a couple of rollout passes, he looked good. Uh, I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, we're not going to sit here and say he's not a good quarterback. But, uh, you know, the uh, he, he had he he came along. He got better as the day went on, and, and that's a good sign right there. Yeah, so. and he'd probably be a great quarterback if he had a line of five fifth-year seniors. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you know, right I mean, but, but again, you know, you got to play with the cards you're dealt. And uh, we need to cater our offense, which I guess we are to some extent, on what we've got. And we're just not going to be able to have many slow-developing plays Mm-mm. at all. We need to hit quick, and we need to go. And I'd like to see a whole lot more running plays. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of hitting quick and going fast, Nushaw Marino had a great day, 94 yards today. 94 yards, almost 100 yards for the second week in a row for Nushaw. He looked good. He looked good, but you know it was against a uh, a subpar defense, you know. But he did look good today, no doubt about it. Well, I tell you what, dog fans, we are going to be back after a short break here. You are listening to the Dog Dial on uh, on our network affiliates all throughout the state. We are coming to you live from Wow in Five Points. Give us a call at 706-369-5838. You're listening to Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Welcome back, dog fans. You're listening to Dog Dial 
on from WOW. Actually, we're live from WOW here in Five Points down at WOW Cafe. This is the Dog Dial. We are on the air until 7 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time. We're coming to you after a Bulldog victory, 45-16, to 16, over the Western Carolina Catamounts. And we were talking before the before the break about the offense and how the offense performed today and specifically how Matthew Stafford did. We were just about to get into uh, a little bit of Noshawn Moreno. You know, he had 94 yards today, Bert, including a 23-yard touchdown run that was pretty electric, you know. That kid continues to be the kind of running back that I'm looking for, you know, with well, the Bulldogs. Well, it's like you and I talked about uh, earlier during the game. Is, uh, he, he's a powerful back with a lot of energy, and he always falls forward. But on that big run, uh, he, he made a lot of nice uh, reads. He, he read his blockers. What I like about him and Thomas Brown both is they're so patient with their running. They're such patient backs. They're not guys that, that, that try to get out of, uh, beyond their blockers. They're, they're really guys that really wait for their blocks, wait for everything to kind of set up and then hit it hard. And that's what you got to like about those two backs. But, uh, yeah, Noshon, he had a great run today with that touchdown. Old dog, your guy, Brandon Sutherland, added a two-yard scoring run today. Thomas Brown had a touchdown pass for a touchdown and a four-yard run. All the running backs, Brown, Sutherland, and Moreno, got their work in today. I mean, everyone kind of stepped up, but let's talk about the real deal. Why is John Eason still working for the University of Georgia? (laughs) I can't understand it. I mean, for for every good catch we had today, which we had a couple, we had at least one, probably two, drop passes. Old and dog. why that man is still employed by the University of Georgia, I cannot understand. Bert, Old Dog's going to bring the heat on Eason for 12 weeks. I I'm going to bring it. Yeah, I'm going to bring it till he's working someplace else. I just, I just was. Uh, and if I, Mark Rick can't let him go, let me know because I can pack his office and have his stuff in front of Butts Mayor tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy we saw some guys catching the ball with their hands. Yeah, Man, actually, Goodman made two great catches today. Uh, we had, yeah, we did. He had a great pass from Joe Cox for a touchdown in, in the third quarter. And, and there. he caught or, a nice little from Cox as well. Called a nice little slant route, you know, for about 15, 20 yards. And I was like, oh my goodness, somebody actually spread their arms and uh, and made a, a man. I hadn't seen that know? since the 80s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it was a pretty, it was a pretty pass. I mean, uh, that pass from from Joe Cox hey, was Joe a great Cox pass. Looked good today. Oh man, Joe y'all Cox. talking a lot about Joe Cox. Joe Cox looked good Whoa, today, what man. This? I tell you what, it was a really nice touch pass. I'm, uh, well, I, that's all I'm going to say about could it. Could we, a, could we have a quarterback controversy? Man, I don't know. Are you switching? Are you switching Kool Aid? Uh, hey, it was a 34 yard pass that was right on, on the money, money, wasn't it? Right wow. on the money. He looked like he had a lot of confidence. He I'll looked comfortable back there in the pocket. I don't know. Oh man! Oh man! Man, I mean, is anyone going to step up and and call first switch? You know, you know what? He was all North Carolina, just like old Stafford was all Texas. I mean, I know everything's bigger and better in Texas, but do we have to just go ahead and start the Texas guy over the kid because he comes from a bigger state? I mean, come on! I don't know. (laughs) I tell you what, I don't want to start. I don't want to be responsible for a quarterback controversy, but I'm telling you. Well, we may as well do something. We got two hours to fill. Well, you know, Joe Cox, as good as he looked on some of his passes. He did uh, lead us into, you know, we had a, we had several third down conversions that we weren't able to pick up yeah, when yeah. Joe Cox was on the field. You're right, you're right. I, I won't go so far as make a quarterback controversy today, but uh, Joe Cox did look good. And you always got it. Number two quarterbacks always got to be a good part of your ball team because you never know. I mean, Stafford got hurt today. He twisted his ankle a little bit. And uh, and you just didn't know if if, if Cox was going to have to come in. And so he got some good playing time and, uh, and uh, showed that he could come in and be a uh, – 
be a you know a good fill in. That's right. I'm glad. Needed. I'm glad to see a quality performance out of Joe Cox. He's been a great player for us. I mean, the things he does on the sidelines, things he does in practice. You know, he's taken that second string job and and really you know become a leader. Even though you know he hasn't had a lot of sour grapes out of that second string job. And I, well, I like you know to see that you know that from like the character. from the uh, uh, Talladega race. You know where him and Stafford were in those pitches together. They look <laughs> they look chummy there. So they did. <laughs> well, I think they got along fine. And I tell you what, what I was real good at and what a team player Absolutely. I mean here at the end Blake Barnes comes in carrying two buckets of beer and three plates of hot wings <laughs> drops them off on the sidelines for his teammates and goes on into play Blake I Barnes mean, is I mean, always he, ready he is my man now you talk about rallying the team you Blake bring Barnes, after a long day on the field you bring some cold beers and some hot wings <laughs> man that's the guy I'm following into battle he's, hey, he's coming off his suspension you know absolutely yeah, yeah. When, when you gotta have it Blake Barnes is there for he's you he's your I mean, man he, he's he's a quality player and also been a really high character individual on this Mark Rig stat on this Mark Rig team well, and I tell has. you what when you're the third when you're our number three on the depth chart that's the way to move up <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it well you always got to be the friendly guy everybody can go to you know you got to yeah. uh-huh so well, Thomas Brown had 42 yards on 10 rushes today. He had a rush for a touchdown and a catch for a touchdown. Uh, Moreno had 94 yards today as, as a running back as well. He continues to be our leading rusher. He was leading rusher coming in, and he's left the game now. He's finished the game as still the leading rusher on the team this year. Moreno, so why is number two on the depth chart? Hey, can you figure that out? Listen, I'm a lot more willing to start a running back controversy than I am a quarterback controversy. You know? Well, I mean, Thomas Brown's been a good leader for the for the Georgia team, and and uh, he's a good back. And and uh, as much as they switch him in and out, I don't think there's any reason why we should, you know, worry about who's one and two because uh, it, it seems like we're establishing when when the when the time comes that they need need the tough yards that they're going to go to uh, no Sean. So um, so. Uh, Thomas Brown's great leader for the team, and I think that's, that might be why they're keeping him at number one right now. It, it could change, but I, I don't see any reason why it should because they, they're splitting so much time together. How about the catches out of Trip Chandler in the first half? Trip Chandler, should look, he made some great catches. Got rid of those frying pans. Didn't yeah, he? quite. A, I mean, yeah. you know, quite a few good uh, good catches on that. Yeah. And I mean, I can't take it away. Old dog, I think he heard that you were uh, calling for the old uh, the I old mean, I was Arabian chop. I, on I the was sideline. calling for the Saudi Arabian hand chop. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're if you're not using your hands, there ain't no reason to have them. Let's be an organ donor and pass them on to somebody that can use them. Absolutely. I'll tell you, Trip Chandler had some great catches and some great moves in the open field today well, to yeah, pick up he, some extra yards. He got back to the player that we've all, you know, known to like. And, I mean, last week, yeah, it was just, I think it's kind of a fluke, but uh, and I'm glad he proved me wrong this week because he did make some good quick catches today. So, No doubt about it. You know, Sean Bailey had some catches and uh, had a couple of drops. He had a yep. couple of drops. He, had, he yeah. had a couple of critical drops. I mean, you know, if he could call anything in this game critical, well, I mean, it's critical because it's in a game situation. Absolutely. And, and if, you yeah. need it, if you need it and you don't get it during this time, who's to say you're going to get it when, uh, when, the, when the, you know, the ball game's on the line? I mean, know? it's critical because we got a John Eason coach wide receiver dropping the damn ball over and over and over again. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, you know, it, it is a it, – it's tough to call. It's tough to figure out why a kid like Sean Bailey can drop balls like that. But it is good to see 
that he did make a few catches. And like, but like you said, Bert, you got to practice like you play. And yeah. even if it's not a big game, not an SEC game, game's not on the line, you still got to practice like I mean, you play every this, week. This kind of game is when you, you really got to uh, focus. I mean, this is the kind of type of game. I mean, you know, nothing's on the line. You're playing a team that hadn't won a ball game in forever, and uh, and and this is when you really have to focus in on your skills and be able to make plays when the time is uh, on you. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you can't if you can't be perfect in a game like this, yeah. how how are you going to fare against Tennessee or, or Florida Alabama. or something like that or Alabama next no. week in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're at the point. I mean, we were all excited. Uh, you know, me probably more than anybody about what we thought was a big win over Oklahoma State and. You know, man, that ain't a whole lot right now. Yeah, we were just uh, as depressed over the South Carolina game. You know, we lost to a mediocre South Carolina team. And, uh, you know, we, we played okay against a Division II team that's now lost 12 games in a row. So, I mean, I don't think at this point in the season, which is really weird to say, going into our fourth game next week, I really don't know what we have. Right. I think that's a good I mean, point. I know we've got a young guys. That you know we're trying as got hard a lot as they of young can, guys. but got a um, lot of young guys. You know what's going to happen? I don't think we can say. I think at I this don't point, really... I think at this point, we just got to be realistic about what we have. And, yeah. And uh, what we have is a, is a bunch of young guys that are very inexperienced, and uh, and I don't know if they're going to be able to answer the bell like we had initially thought they were going to be able to do. But uh, um, we'll find out next week. They go yeah. on the road. You know they've had the they've had the luxury of playing at home here the last three games and we're two and one after doing that. So uh, we'll find out what they're made of when they go on the road against a good yeah. SEC school, which well, Mark Rick's program has been good on the road in the past. So y'all is definitely a great name for magazine. Y'all, yeah. uh, I actually bought this. Looks like it would appeal to different generations and sweet iced tea, because you know we don't get iced tea when you go north and all of that. I love the south and I love y'all. We're both from the north. I would really buy it. <laughs> y'all, I would definitely buy it. I've lived in the south my whole life and it's nice to have something that's just about the south. Hi y'all. Y'all Magazine, the magazine of southern people on newsstands now. Going to a game? Ride Amtrak and arrive full of spirit. Sit back, relax in your roomy seat or sleeper car, or grab a snack to enjoy in the lounge. Best of all, rising gas prices are no longer your problem. Book online and receive 20% off the best available coach fare to games throughout the Southeast. For more information, call 1-800-USA-RAIL or visit Amtrak.com. Fair subject to availability. Restrictions may apply. Refer to code H623. Amtrak is a registered service mark of the National Railroad Passenger Corporation. All right, dog fans, we're back with the Dog Dial. Coming to you live from Athens on a network of stations all across the state of Georgia. We're live here at Wow Wingery in Five Points, and you can call us at 706-369-5838. I'm here with Burt Jones and Old Dog, as we are every week, coming to you for two hours after the game. Georgia had a big win today, 45-16 to over the Western Carolina Catamounts. And while we're here, let me give you guys some more scores. Currently, right this minute, we've got, uh, what's that Florida score, guys? Anybody see that? It was 24-14 going into halftime. Actually, I got it 28-13 is what I got at the halftime round. 28-13 Florida over Tennessee right now. And I just saw we got bumped uh, off of CBS next week. They just put up South Carolina and LSU, 330. As the 330 game? Yeah. 
Well, that means if that's true, then that means we will be the 745 game on ESPN2 next week. Uh, we've also got a score here at halftime. Michigan is leading Notre Dame in what Lou Holtz calls the most important meeting between unranked teams ever in, in a NCAA history. Michigan is leading 31 to zero. And right I thought now. that was the Army Navy game every year. Boy, well, you know, absolutely. Just, How I'll, about? I'll tell you what. If I'm Charlie Weiss, I'm waiting on a phone call from Al Sharpton next Monday. <laughs> I tell you what. How about this Auburn score today, dog fans? Oh, Mississippi State knocks off Auburn in Jordan Hare, oh, 19 man. to 14. That Auburn is- goes down one and two on the season with consecutive losses to South Florida and. Mississippi State. And you know, the worst part of that is there's only one hard liquor store in Auburn, Alabama. And I tell you what, I bet that line is three blocks long right now. I tell you what, people are drowning their sorrows at Jordan Harris tonight. Because if you're not stringing your shoelaces together to hang yourself, you're looking to get drunk. Tumor's drug is not catching any toilet paper tonight. Tough times over in Auburn. I don't know what's going on over there in Auburn. I mean... It wasn't like they lost a lot of players from last year's team. They still got a veteran squad. I, 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 that's just that. That is really amazing. You know, you saw them lose, lose against South Florida, which really wasn't that surprising as many athletes as South Florida has. But to lose at home, uh, two weekends in a row. Oh man, I can't imagine that Auburn faithful. But I guarantee oh. you, the Alabama fans are happy. Oh, there's no doubt about that. They got I, Nick Saban. They got the the ghost of Bear, and and they got Georgia coming in town next week, and Auburn losing two weekends in a row. Good lord. Oh man, you know they're happy. Only thing I can figure is Auburn lost their offensive line coach, and they've just gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know about that, but uh, you know Alabama's got a uh, a yardstick game later today against number 16 Arkansas. We're going to find that's, out what Nick Saban's got. Yeah, we, we'll find out about uh, about Alabama today. But that that's been a, like you and I were talking about earlier today. That's been a tough ball game uh, year in year out. Two overtime games, I believe, in the last yeah. two years. No, out of the last four years, I four think years. All, Arkansas's gone to overtime to beat Alabama. Two out of yeah. the last four years. And in and the la- go ahead. I'm go sorry. In the last well, eight I'm years, say, going up against probably what probably the best running back in the country in McFadden right now. And also, that game is pretty much decided in the last eight years. Uh, the game, the in the last eight years, this is an interesting stat I heard earlier today. Uh, if when Alabama wins that game against Arkansas early in September, uh, they go, have gone on to win ten or more ball games. And when they lose it, they've gone on to be less than 500. So uh, that, that obviously has become a, a pretty important game. Burt Jones bringing up the big stat, man. Where'd you pull that stat? Well, you know what? If you watch enough TV, if you're a TV junkie, you'll come up with a couple of good ideas every once in a while. Well, I tell you, it's good to have someone here that does some research. Absolutely. Because Lord knows I don't do any. I tell you what, dog fans. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this defense today, guys. We were able to hold – we held Western Carolina to 63 yards – 63 yards rushing on 33 carries today. Yeah. Uh, can you take anything and, away from this and defensive performance? And you're excited about that? I, I didn't say I was excited. I'm just telling you, can you take anything away from this defensive performance today? Well, uh, yeah, I can take something away mm-hmm. from it. I can take something. We need Keelan Johnson back is what I can take away from it. And also, we got to get something going with our linebackers because our linebacker play right now oh. is subpar at best. It's horrible. And uh, we had Akeem Dent start make his first career start today as a redshirt freshman started in place of Brandon Miller. Who Brandon Miller did get a lot of playing time today on special teams and at linebacker, but Akeem Dent came in. And, you know, played okay for a redshirt freshman. You know, I mean, if you, can, if you core, can call being out of position on just about every play okay, then go ahead. And hey. uh, Brandon Miller, great, 
great special team player. Once you get to the 40, he's going to knock you down. Exactly. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't even talked about special teams play today. No, and that's for a whole other segment, and that's another coach that needs to get his ass out of here, too. <laughs> hey, listen, easy old oh, dog, easy oh, old dog, oh. man. You're you're getting fired up on this Kool-Aid over here, man. Yeah, you, you, yeah you're talking about my guy right there, too, now. I know. Favors is my boy right there. I know there, he so is, I and I hate to do I can, that. I, I can sit here and be quiet with Ethan, <laughs> but I can't, I, can't, I can't take it with Fabris. i got to defend him on that one because uh, – but you are right. The kickoff team has not been as aggressive as we've seen them in past, and uh, and they really, uh, I don't know, but I can guarantee Fabrics is going to get them right because he he's a, a intense guy, and if uh, they're giving it, they're they're letting Western Carolina get out past the 25 yard line. He is not sleeping well tonight. I can tell you that right now. Nor so. should he. Nor but, should he. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I I do believe John Fabrics is going to work hard to try to fix the problems on kickoff coverage. Yeah. I, I know you're suspect there. How many dog. years we gonna give him? I, I, <laughs> you know, I mean, th- th- it ain't it ain't like the it ain't like the kickoff coverage just went to pot this year. <laughs> you know, come on, old dogs bringing the heat as usual, man. I tell you what, we appreciate your perspectives there, old dog. We know you. Uh, we you know you, we're not afraid to call them out. Well, I'm just I'm I'm a fan, and that stands for fanatic. And I mean, you know, it's peaks just, and valleys. That's right, peaks and valleys. Right now, we're still in the valley. Right now, yeah. No doubt about it, man. Until we get some offensive linemen and some other things going on, we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna be in the valley for a little while here. Yeah. But uh, you know, outside of Western Carolina getting that fumble recovery off of Stafford's fumble when Should've he got been sacked, a exactly. Been a touchdown. Yeah. You know, we were able to hold uh, Western Carolina to not a lot of offense. They didn't get their first first down in the second half until about seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You know. So uh, we were able to stop them pretty much, pretty effectively whenever we needed to. I don't know what that, you know, that's not saying much. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say that's a fantastic defensive performance, but the defense got the job done. I tell you what, uh, I tell you, uh, from the first week to the third week, I've changed my attitude a little bit towards the defense because I believe our defensive line is a lot better than what we were giving them credit for at the start of the season. I think our defensive line is pretty good, actually. And uh, the guys that, you know, Owens and Aikens and, and Hollard up there, uh, I think are pretty decent players. Now, as we talked earlier, um, our DNs are obviously, when we play a hard-nosed physical team, they're, they're going to be they're gonna be subjected to, uh, uh, to having to play a little bit tougher than what they are right now. But our linebacker play, I'm just wanna, I just want to harp on that a little bit. Our linebacker Man, play it, really is, is struggling. I mean, I'm seeing them misread, folks. I'm seeing them waiting on guards and tackles uh, coming up to the second level to get them, and I'm seeing them waiting on them, you know, and, and instead of attacking the line of scrimmage. And uh, I'm just wondering, you know, I might be ready to get on that linebacker's coach. You are hey, you ready to get hey, on? I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. you. You start the train rolling, I'm jumping on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, because I'm not afraid to call for a coach's uh, head now. Dog yeah. fans, I know a lot of you guys maybe listening to the show didn't get to see the game today, but but what Bert's talking about, if I can just follow up on. Because I tell bit, you, it would have been a waste of thirty dollars if you paid for that thing on pay per view. I tell you, what we're missing on on the on the linebacker core is we're just not seeing a real sense of aggressiveness. They don't. I think it comes from. I 
I think it comes from confidence, Bert. I think those guys, I think those kids are out of position. Yeah. They know they're out of position, and they're timid because they don't want to do the wrong thing. So what they're doing is they're just getting frozen by not knowing what to do. And they're just not filling the gaps. They're not doing their job. They're not doing any yeah, job. They, I mean, they are just not. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not. It's not going to be due to the lack of athletic ability because they right. got plenty of it right across across the board. They got tons of athletic ability, and that is really what's saving them right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, uh, I, I, they're not reading. They're not reading the uh, the offensive line well enough. They're not. They're not stepping in the right places, and they're just absolutely out of position so much. That uh, that's why teams are able to move the ball on us right now. No. And that defensive backfield, Keelan Johnson, please get healthy because oh. that defensive backfield, they look lost. We Bro- need Marcus Brown, I was really disappointed in his comeback game today because he just didn't seem to be fully engaged in what was going on, you know. Ramarcus Brown just wasn't in position. He wasn't covering over the top like he was supposed to. And there just seems to be a general lack of confusion. I mean, a general sense of confusion in the defensive from the linebackers on back. Yeah, and, and they are young. They are young, but uh, at the same time, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. We, we we need some leadership back back there to, uh, pretty soon, and uh, hopefully we'll have it next week. Well, Keelan I Johnson. mean, someone needs to step up and be a leader. I mean, you know, if it takes, you know, busting the chalkboard up, throwing a chair or something, someone needs to step up and, you know, put a knot in something. And, and get going. Because really, this was our game. You know, as you guys know, next week we're in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Then we got Ole Miss. Then we got Tennessee. We're fixing it the heart of this SEC and schedule. I mean, and after Ole Miss, you know, we're not playing another game here in Athens until November. Right. And we're playing teams that are going to try to beat us. We're going to be playing teams that are going to be playing to win, for real. We're playing teams that aren't just a, a cut above high school like we did today. Absolutely. These teams are going to come in here with a game plan. You guys remember how the Mississippi game went last year, the Vanderbilt-Kentucky game. Those mid-tier, what we consider generally consider mid-tier SEC schools, are going to be bringing it this year. Well, I mean, they always bring it anytime they play a program like Georgia. I mean, because... Because for so for so long until until the Margaret era, uh, for so long Georgia was a kind of a team that was above the mid tier and, and and not quite a elite tier. But now but now uh, they're ready to play uh, Georgia week in and week out. Oh yeah. Well, I tell you what, dog fans. You know we're going to be right back after this break in just a few short minutes. You guys stay with us. You're listening to the Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. All right, dog fans, we're back from the break. This is Dog Dial, live from Wow Wingery and Five Points. And we're on a network of stations all across the state of Georgia. You guys can call in at 706-369-5838. We're Derek, give that number again. A lot of people have trouble. Go got a lot slow. of people in here wanting that number right I, now. I, I give it out too fast, don't I? It's you 706-369-5838. Do. We would love to get a call from you guys, 706-369-5838. And by the way, you can email us at dogdial at gmail.com. That's G-M-A-I-L, dogdial at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback and questions. We'll get you on the air as soon as you guys call in. we got some fans in here, here at the WOW. 
Cafe here that want to want to ask a few questions. Guys, filling up so, on a little on a little beer and a little uh, sodas here, you know, and uh, has wings in town right yeah, here. And I, wondering why we're not on in Athens. <laughs> I mean, they can't understand it. That's a great question, old dog. We don't know why our flagship affiliate's not picking us up. Well, you know, I'm, I'm figuring they're not the flagship well, affiliate. Yeah, you know, I mean, and Wow appreciates it so much. They had our parking spot saved right up front when they we got did. here, and and then uh, and then the fact that uh, you know we can't get on in Athens is. is but it's all right. We'll get them. We'll get the boys over there at 92.3. They do a good job over there. They always have a good high school program on Friday nights, and I know they want to get the George uh, broadcast on here yep. after the game here. But I know they want us. Apparently it's just technical difficulties over there. We are. We, we, we'll get it straightened out, I think. We got a call, I believe, here in a second. Uh, Derek's trying to get it right now, but update on score here we still got a uh, florida uh, tennessee right now in the third quarter early in the third quarter 28 13 and uh florida is uh on the move right now they, they've crossed over into tennessee territory and uh and they are they are looking pretty good today old dog i think florida they really good. are and i tell you surprisingly tebow has run both right and left wow Can you believe yeah that? i mean you know who would have thunk he had boy, two plays boy, in I tell you bag. what, they have opened up the offense. Well, if you would have been here before the game to see the pregame show, he actually turned water into wine, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. That's Tim Tebow, man. He's some kind of player. Yeah, I mean, and I tell you, and then you look at Urban Meyer walking on water. Man, I tell just, you. All right, guys, listen, we got a caller right now. We're going to take it. We're going to see if we can put this caller on the air. Uh, caller, can you hear me there? Are you there? I, I, I'm here. Okay, what's your question, caller? Well, I, I tell you what, that's a great question, caller. Well, great I question. tell you, we're starting, we're starting the quarterback controversy already. Yeah. See, Joe Cox came in there and did well. I tell you yeah. what, we got callers calling in saying, why can't we play Joe Cox? Why can't we start Joe Cox in Tuscaloosa There's no next more week? popular man in, on campus than the second-string quarterback. That's Especially right. Especially with the first-teamers well, not playing you, up the that is, that is always true, man. The second-string <laughs> quarterback the is always the guy you're looking for. The only block there is the head coach. I don't think he's got enough guts to start Joe Cox. Oh, oh well, you know him. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I'm just joking on that. Hold on. I know. I don't know if that's the case, but I do think that Coach Rick is going to show a lot of loyalty to his starter. I think he doesn't want to get embroiled in a controversy. I do think Joe Cox looked great today. He but did. I think he looked, I mean, he looked oh, he good did. today. And, 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 and if, uh, I think he get, he's given the coaching staff confidence if Stafford struggles like he did last week, then uh, he, he, he's got a, uh, a pretty good uh, backup there in there that can help him out. Well, I tell you what, that's a great question. We're going to come back and talk more about this quarterback controversy because Joe Cox did look good, but like wow, you said. Wow, you're calling it a controversy. Well, we're going to whoa, talk. It's, a, whoa, it's kind of a, an in-house controversy. Okay. But, you know, it is, it's real easy, like you said, Bert. It's real easy for the second-string quarterback to come in and look good because there's not a lot of pressure on him, you know. But uh, we will talk a little bit more about that after the break. Uh, dog fans, you are listening to Dog Dial here on the Georgia it's not the Georgia Radio Network. I guess I can't say that, can I? It's well, the Alexander can. Stevens Hell, you can call Network. You want to. Easy, old dog. The Alexander Stevens Network. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, dog fans. This is the Dog Dial. We're back on the air. We're sorry about that. We played a little uh, jazz music there for you. That was actually a that was actually a network break where I didn't play any commercials, old dog. That's what I was telling you there. We were supposed to be playing some commercials there. Actually, we played two minutes of jazz. 
Athens and Athens, you really wouldn't know the difference. Would no, you? you're right. You're exactly okay. right. Sorry about that, we dog did, fans. We, we, did we just do a James Brown tribute? We did. <laughs> for the third week in a row. Third week in a row. Okay. I tell you, that was my mistake, dog fans. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to give you two minutes of jazz there. That was my fault. But uh, we are back on the air now, and we're going into our final segment of this hour, dog fans. It was a jazz kind of feel to the game today. It though, was. You know? It was kind of relaxed. Kinda... You know, you're just sitting back. You didn't know if you needed to get a martini or that, or actually, uh, or you know, get some popcorn or whatever. Because yeah. uh, hey, nice segue there, Burt Jones. I tell <laughs> I mean, you what, <laughs> that right there, that's why Burt Jones gets paid the big bucks, baby. Absolutely. That's why he's a former captain right there. Burt Jones can make uh, lemonade out of lemons anytime. You know. Uh, dog fans, we are coming to you live from Athens. If you can hear us across the state in Milledgeville and Macon, we appreciate you down in our affiliates in Jasper and all over the state. We do, we did have a Georgia victory today, 45 to 16. That was a big win for the dogs and it moved us to two and one on the season going into Tuscaloosa next week. Uh, something big is happening here in the background and the crowd goes wild. Whoa, Tennessee. I tell you what, Tennessee is bringing it back here. And Tennessee has just made it a ball game. Yep. They just made it a ball game right here. I tell you what, I'm telling you, we've said it before, old dog, and I'm going to say it again. Tim Tebow is going to have to show me he's got another play besides run left and run right. To win the SEC, you got to be a little more balanced than what I've seen out of Tim Tebow so well, far. I don't know. He just got in trouble throwing the ball. If I were Tim Tebow, I'd keep running right and left because he put up 28 points. Yeah, exactly. He needs to go back to running the ball as soon as yeah. possible because that definitely is his. That's definitely his strong suit. Because the best the ball, thing I can say right now is all the sound is turned down because I guarantee you, somewhere, even though they're in the swamp, Rocky Top is playing. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, I, I want to mention this, dog fans. We talked about this earlier. If you, uh, you know, we're a young show right now. We're only in our third post-game broadcast, and I know we've got some. Some little snafus and some technical difficulties. We're trying to get this show together for you, dog fans. I can promise you, though, even when we're screwing up, we're going to be more interesting than other radio shows on the air. And I can promise you this. You will never tune into the dog dial and hear Rocky Top playing at any time ever. Thank God. You're never going to hear Rocky Top as our bumper music. I can promise you that. Thank goodness. I tell you what. But, uh, you know, y'all heard me cheering for Florida earlier today. And, uh... Easy bird. That's crazy talk, man. It is crazy talk. It is crazy talk. But they're playing Tennessee, and I tell you what, Tennessee. If there's, if there's somebody, there's somebody I dislike more than, uh, well, who, well, who's who's somebody old dog that we can dislike more than Steve Spurrier? More than you dislike Steve Spurrier? Yeah. It would be Tennessee right there. So, really? Yeah. No, I, I hate just about anybody in Orange. Yeah. The only good thing <laughs> I can say about Tennessee is it's a great state to be in if you want to marry your sister. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I tell you what, here's what I say about orange. When it comes to orange, you know you know why Tennessee wears that orange all the time. It's so they can cheer for their team on Saturday. They can go deer hunting on Sunday and pick up trash on the highways Monday morning. And they don't even have to change clothes. You're you know, thinking they can check back in after work release? Exactly. It's a, it's a multi-purpose color for them, you know what I mean? Since, since we're on the topic, since we're on the topic of bad uniforms, what in the world does Western Carolina ever want to do? Why, why would you be a football team and wear purple at any point in time? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know no. what purple is. I've seen the Clemson Tigers wear purple before, yeah. but uh, they're not a great football team. Well, they're team probably either. better than orange. Yeah. 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 I would take purple over orange, but purple is a pretty weird color for a football it, uniform. It is. I tell you, I just don't understand it. And uh, in Western Carolina, they probably deserve to be uh, Owen for uh, what eleven now, right now, 12. going back to 0 last 12. year. Owen twelve. Owen twelve. And what's a catamount? 
I, a catamount, I think, is akin to a puma. Is it anything like a hokey, which no. was a castrated turkey we found out? I so. think it's kind of like a puma or something like, like I a bobcat. I something new today then. Okay. I, I was trying to figure out what a hokey was for yeah, years. Yeah, that, that's it, castrated turkey. All right, okay. all right, guys, let's get back on message here. Let's talk a little bit about this game. Uh, you know, before the half, the dogs took the ball back with roughly a minute to go in the half, uh, in the first half, and drove down the field. They did three plays, 65 yards. It took about 30 seconds to score. I, for one, thought, knowing Mark Rick's Boy, I history. I wish they had done that the week before. I tell you what, we needed that last week, didn't Man, we? Man, that would have been sweet, wasn't it? Three plays, 65 yards, 30 seconds. I was glad to see Mark Rick step on the gas instead of take a couple of kneel downs and head into the locker well, room. Coach well, Coach Bobo. Yeah, Coach now Bobo. wait a minute. Coach Bobo takes all the heat for South Carolina. Yeah, we got to give him some And credit. now all of a sudden Mark Rick is calling the plays. Yeah. Against Western Carolina. Yeah, no, we, yeah, you're right. We got to give Bobo credit for that because uh, they had three good plays, well called plays. A uh, one outstanding throw and catch uh, by uh, Stafford, and when he ro- rolled uh, uh, to his right and threw it to, I guess it was uh, Moran. Who was it? He threw it to. Um, I'm not sure. Massacoy, I believe. Yeah, Massacoy. Yeah, so that was a nice, a nice grab there. And then we ran that draw play, and uh, hey, you know what? That was one of those plays that if it hadn't gone for seven or six, I should say, then we've been like, why in the world we run a draw play? Yeah. You know? but, 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 I mean, it, but it went for six, and yeah. uh, and so it, it's, it's one of those things where we could have looked back last week and, and said that uh, uh, some of those play calls that we had, you know, it, it's one of those calls that he, he looks he looks good if it, if it works, and he looks bad if it doesn't. So, yeah. but, uh, and 30, that was probably the offensive highlight of the game, really. I mean, we put a lot of points on, but that was three well-done plays that I think probably would have worked against anybody. Well, I tell you, talking about offensive highlights, the other note that I made on the game today was in our opening drive, these two drives are back-to-back. Our drive to close out the first half, and then on our opening drive of the second half, we went for it on a fourth and one inside the ten, and Thomas Brown goes off tackle for a score. Yeah. That, that was a, also a good play call, I think, by Coach Bobo, and something I was really gratified to see, going for it on fourth down. I like that kind of gutsy play. Again, it's against Western Carolina. I understand that. But really, I like to see it. You practice like you play, you know? Well, the more confidence you can give these kids, the better. Because, I mean, we've talked over and over again. They are young, and anything that can boost them up, we need to do. Because the playtime's over with. I mean, we're getting into the heart of the SEC schedule. And, uh, you know, we're not playing any more Western Carolinas, and it sure doesn't look like Troy's going to be a rollover either. No, no, Troy didn't look like a pushover at all. And no. In fact, in fact, it took away a little bit from uh, from our victory the first week when I watched that game. Uh, yeah, we're going to Tuscaloosa, a place that uh, Georgia's only won one time in its history of playing there. Uh, in 11 tries, Georgia's only won once. So uh, it's a tough place to play, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how our young kids uh, – do under you know going on the road you know because it is of a fact, challenge. Matter of fact, Derek, we're going into break. Do you think you can effort to get Pat Dye on the phone? I, I I tell you what, I'll try to call Pat Dye. I've got his personal. I got his I got his cell phone number in my cell phone, so we'll try to try to see if we can get him on the air. I wish you would, because he's always got great insight into how Georgia and Alabama are going to fare. Well, all you got to do is go down to probably right now since Auburn lost. He's probably at the supper club right now. You know, if any, all you Auburn fans out there, y'all probably familiar with that place down there. So uh, he's probably at the supper club. Uh, Wondering about uh, talking about the glory days when uh, when he was the ball coach down there, because so uh, we can probably find him down there. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to have something to say about the Georgia Alabama game and 
the Auburn-Mississippi State game as well. You know, Coach I'll tell you what, the Supper Club cannot be a happy place tonight. He's always good for a quote, though, win or lose. Coach yep. Dye's always good for a quote. And he's a big fan of the dog dial, I'm sure. So maybe we can just get him to call in. Our number is 706-369-5838, Coach Dye, if you want to give us a call. Why don't you give him that 800 number just in case times are tough? Well, you know, <laughs> maybe his cell phone bill got I mean, because little... I know he's a cattle rancher and, and corn is going sky high. The toll-free number is one 800 924 9085 and you can email us if that's the only way you can get in touch with us email us at dogdial at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you dog fans we're going to be back in just a few minutes with uh, more news after the break we've got one hour to go one hour's in the can one hour to go on the dog dial we're going to be coming back with some scores after the break and lots of other news Uh, more about this Georgia victory over Western Carolina today and the Auburn loss and different things we have going on We'll be back after the break in just a few moments, dog fans. Stay with us. Old dog, you got anything? You want to take us into the break? Well, you know, I'm just still, it's a mystery to me why John Easton is still a coach at the University of Georgia. Oh, He's like dog. beating a dead horse. I'm going to beat it to death. You're listening to the Dog oh. Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. <laughs> this is the Dog Dial. We're back on the air for hour two. We would like to thank you for tuning in all across the state of Georgia. This is Derek Leonard coming to you with my co-host Bill Morton and former Bulldog player Burt Jones and honorary captain Burt Jones. Guys, we had a great win today. We beat Western Carolina 45-16. to And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of great games in progress here. Before we come back for this break, let's talk about this. Uh, Florida beating Tennessee 28-20 to with five minutes to go in the third quarter. Looks like Tennessee's trying to make a game of it, guys. What do you all think about that? Well, I mean, they Tennessee still hadn't shown a whole lot of offense. The last score came off an interception, about a 93-yard run back. Um, you know, Tim Tebow needs to stick to running because it doesn't look like his passing is all that good. I tell you, something for the next segment we have to talk about too, guys, is Georgia hasn't got a lot of turnovers this year. Have we got an interception or a fumble recover or anything like that no, this not year? Not really. We had one taken away from us earlier today, and even yeah. even under review, it still they still said it was not a fumble, but... Uh, yeah, Georgia hadn't had many takeaways at, like they have in the past. You know, last no. year they were, I mean, I, they were plus, what was it? I don't know what we it was. We need a little trade battle 16. going on back there. You know, we're just not getting the picks right now. Well, we're not I mean, the no picks. big hard hitters. You know, no no ball jarring hits or anything like that, really. Right. I mean, just we're seeming to, to react, not act. And, well, that um, kind of stuff's going to come with experience. It's going to come with confidence. The dogs are going to get better, but they, they score are. a big win today over Western Carolina, 45-16. to 16. And, uh, you know, I was glad to get the victory, glad to bounce back after that South Carolina game. And uh, we're going to be here for the next hour, dog fans, coming to you live from the Wow Cafe and Wingery, where we have fantastic wings, beer, and soft drinks. Come on down to Five Points and see us, or give us a call at 706-369-5838. This is Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Thanks, dog fans. That comes from this station. There you go, old dog, a little a little Johnny Cash. I walked the line, man. That's right up your alley. Well, I'll tell you what, that's something our defense needs to start doing because we are coming into some hard times here. I, I tell you what, we got some tough games ahead of us, like we were talking about earlier. You know, our time for tuning up. Our time for What's making over with? fine. T- yeah, that it's time over that time's Man, it, over it's with. It's over with. We're going. I tell you, before we go anywhere else, let's let's thank the folks that hosted us at the game today. Absolutely, we were Jones I'm, Petroleum out of Jackson. 
Jones I Petroleum. mean, I tell you what, they could not have treated us better than if we were the king and queen of England. I, I tell you what, if you're in Jackson, Georgia, for all your fueling service needs, the guys at Jones Petroleum will take care Man, of it. Man, I what? tell you what, if you're anywhere in the state of Georgia, you own a gas station and you need some gasoline, they're the fellows to call. <laughs> well, it's just not in Jackson. We have three locations here in Athens, Georgia, uh, and uh, one is uh, it's a quick spot uh J- JP uh, logo on the front, Quick Spot Gas Station, located on Lexington Road, uh, Jefferson Highway, and Old Hole Road. Man, and, uh, if well, you want I, good discounted gasoline, come visit us over there at, uh, I tell at, you at what, the Quick I Spot. A, there, there. I made a mistake and pumped some other gas in my car, and it just shut right down. <laughs> so I'm not using anything else. Well, the rest of those folks got water in it. Oh, I mean, they do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to screw up your fuel filter and everything else. If you're not using gasoline from Jones Petroleum, you just ain't a Bulldog fan. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we appreciate the plug here, and uh, we appreciate having you guys up. And, uh, and, and y'all, are, y'all are great, great guests that we'd love to have back, it, it, just like we'd love to have everybody in Athens, Georgia, to come see us uh, over at our three locations here. Uh, Where are Logan, they again? Lexington <laughs> Highway, Jefferson Highway, and Old Hole Road. Wow, so, I tell you what, wherever you see that big JP, man, pull in and get you some gas. Come in there and get some gas. We're going to be a penny less than anybody in town, maybe more, but definitely a penny less. Well, dog fans, in other news, we did just report to you that uh, Tennessee was trying to make a game out of it, had pulled to within eight on the Florida Gators. And uh, I'm, I'm sad to report, though, that Eric Ainge just screwed it up. Wait a minute. Why he, are you sad? Well, well I, I want you Tennessee, Tennessee to make a game. I like Tennessee. I I, I want you Tennessee told me to make a game of it. You hundred dollars on Florida. I know. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you're right. But I hate Florida. Oh I man, always, you are you are such a damn chameleon. I don't know <laughs> what about you. I mean, come on. I hate Florida, man. I always hate. Florida. And you like Tennessee? I automatically hate them both. But dog fans, uh, Eric Gaines. Oh, Gators! Eric Ains screwed it up with a wrong-handed handoff, and the Tennessee Volunteers fumbled inside the they ten. Fumbled again. And they've just fumbled again. You think maybe that broken finger had anything to do with I it? I tell you what, Tennessee's in trouble, man. Florida's up 35 now. I think 35 to 20, and the clock is running. But and the thing is, this game's never been close up until that interception that Tebow, that Saint Tebow threw, yeah. uh, and and it got it within uh, eight points. Uh, that was that was really the only thing that's made it close. Florida's been in control all day long. That so. was a fluke, and as much as I don't like Urban Meyer, I mean, how in the world can you support a guy that's fat and a rat all <laughs> in one? I what? mean, Phil Fulmer is just the scum of the earth. Well, I tell you what, dog fans, we're we're proud to bring to you uh, <laughs> our regular again. feature. Former Bulldog great, the uh, the analyst extraordinary Corey Phillips. Corey, Corey, what did you think about the game today, man? Did, how'd you feel about that performance against the Catamounts? Well, you know, I think I'm going to talk about what y'all were just talking about there with Tennessee and Florida. And looking at the way Florida's playing right now, which pains me to say this, they seem to have a little bit of a swagger, as you would say. A little swagger. The way they go oh. about and the way they're going out there and playing football. You know, swagger's the magic dog dial word. That's when money's yeah. supposed to fall out of the ceiling or whatever. And they have it right now. It Corey, and Corey. it absolutely rips my heart out to say that. Corey, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm, I'm looking out for your best interest right now. I, I just want to make sure. Did you talk to your agent? Because I know you got your own TV program nowadays. Did you talk to your agent make sure you were able to come on some, a broadcast like this here? My people talk to your people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know? And that's all we need to know. I'm just looking out for you now. As long as people get... are talking. I'm just hoping that, you know, but no, the way I look, Georgia went out there and got a solid win, and I don't, you know, 
Western Kentucky is a good team that goes out there and they recruit hard. And Georgia was fortunately God able to You got business up there in North oh, Carolina. Man. I don't, I don't, How many houses I don't have a gas station? I tell you, Corey, Corey, you're in a unique position, man. How do you feel about uh, how you feel about this pending quarterback controversy between Matthew Stafford and Joe Cox, man? What do you think Coach Rick's going to say this week about that? I don't think he's going to talk much about a controversy. <laughs> I think Matthew Stafford's going to be his guy, but i got to tell you, Joe Cox has a lot of talent. I fortunately had a chance to go out there and look at some practices, and Joe Cox can throw the football, and he knows where to put it. And he's really, he's a machine out there. And we're fortunate to have a backup like Joe Cox. And, you know, I hope there isn't a controversy, because that means we've probably got some problems in Athens. But uh, if, if there is a controversy, Joe Cox is going to be the guy that can step in. And hopefully he can do something like he did in Colorado last year. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. a spark plug to get things going. You know, he was the one that won we, that game for us last year. Much like if you remember back when, uh, you know, David Green and, and D.J. Shockley split in time. You remember back in 02 when we were getting beat by Kentucky, D.J. Shockley, a lot of people don't remember this. D.J. Shockley came in and rallied us for a win right there. So, Clint, Clemson so having, game. Having, right. good two, having two good quarterbacks is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing as long as everybody knows who's number one and who's, and number, who's two. number two. You're right. Who's exactly. the spark plug and who's the starter? Exactly. exactly. It's like we said earlier. It's real easy to come in as the number two quarterback and look like a star. You know what I mean? I mean, Corey, I mean, remember, Corey, back, back in the day, you were number two behind Quincy Carter, and your popularity had never been greater, had it? No. <laughs> I'm going to hold off comment. <laughs> Except now. Now you're way more popular than you were back then. I mean, you're Corey Phillips now. Now, man, star of TV and radio. Yeah. I mean, Corey, man, everybody was lining up just to get his autograph over there at the uh, uh, town club where we where we lived for a little while. I mean, they, they, they loved him over there. And it so. was the longest line in picture day. It really was. It really was. Well, that's Second to Ugga. Second to Ugga. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I stood right beside Ugga, and that's why. Oh, no, okay. A little spillover. <laughs> Couldn't hardly tell the fumble here. Look at here, man. Ball Looks down. like Tennessee Looks like. may be trying to recover the ball in the end zone after a punt. Either way, Florida's going to have the ball real deep. Florida's going to have the ball real deep. It looks like Florida's going to maybe take possession on the one-yard line, the half-yard line, it looks like. Tennessee continues to try to make a game of it. Dog fans, we're going to be back. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a break coming up here in just a minute. But after the break, guys, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more on offense, defense, and something we haven't covered today, which is special teams. We got to cover. Well, we hit on. We hit on that dog, a little bit. Old dog covered it. He's ready to run my boy out of town. I, yeah. sure. I know. And, and let's come back and talk about why John Eason still has a job too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more after the break about uh, Coach Fabris and John Eason and what we're doing on coverage and punts and everything. Or you know, what we're not doing is more important. We've got a lot of football left today, guys. A lot of football left, and we're going to be back in just a few minutes. We hope you guys stay with us, and if you get a second, give us a call at 706-369-5838. We're going to be here all night long, at least for another hour, dog fans, and we appreciate you guys listening. You've been listening to Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Thanks for listening. We'll be back right after the break. Welcome back, dog fans, to the Dog Dial. You're listening to the Dog Dial. We're coming to you live from Wow Wingery and Cafe here in Five Points. And we've got, as usual, we've got Burt Jones with us and the infamous old dog, Bill Morton. Dog fans, we did win today. We were victorious over Western Carolina, 45-16. to 16. 
It wasn't a particularly impressive game on offense or defense. We did have a slow start, but we were able to put it together before the end and score some quality touchdowns in the second quarter, complete with a great drive at the end of the first half and a great drive to start the second half and put Western Carolina away. Guys, what do you think about our kickoff coverage and our punt coverage and things like that? I know we've already talked about We've touched on kickoff coverage, but how about our return skills and Mikey Henderson on punt returns and things like that? Well, Mikey Henderson is a shining point in a pretty dismal special teams play for the University of Georgia. I mean, Henderson is is great. Uh, he is an exciting player to watch. No doubt about it. Bert, what did you see? Did you see anything in particular today on special teams, either on the coverage or returns, that, that you felt like was worth commenting on? Well, I mean, you know, our kickoff coverage team is um, – probably not what we would like it to be right now um, it, with teams are returning the ball past the 30 yard line and uh, you know getting in pretty good field position it, it's it's one of those things is it's frustrating to a fan and I can guarantee you though that uh, that coach Fabris is is there's nobody that works harder on their on their special teams than he does and uh, he's going to get that corrected. I can guarantee that. And if that means uh, changing personnel, getting guys on there that look like they want to be on there, and uh, guys that get after it. Because right now we got guys that are you know, they're, they're good at running 40 yards, but uh, they're getting blocked. And, uh, and and you can't have that. you got to have guys that are willing to uh, sacrifice their body, so to speak, be able to uh, get uh, – you know, avoid blockers and also be able to take on blockers. And right now we got guys that are you, you never on kickoff covers. You cannot stop and take on a blocker. You've got to you've got to meet it. I mean, you've actually you got to meet it at full speed. And 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 uh, and we're not doing that right now. We're sitting there. We're we're stopping and and you know then trying to play off the uh, play off the blocker. And you can't do that. If, if there's if they're setting up a wall, you got to attack that wall full speed. And that's the only way you're going to be able to uh, have good kickoff coverage. Well, well it looks like to me we're not stopping anybody at that initial contact or the, or the point of contact. I mean, you know, we're crashing into one another. We're holding back, like you said, and that guy is scooting by for another five or ten yards. Now, I played golf here, and I don't know what my eligibility is. But if I've got another year, I'm going to suit up and just start knocking people down if I can. Old dog, I think something you, has got to change. You played at the University of Georgia before they even had eligibility rules or requirements. Probably your your eligibility is they not probably even on don't record. even know I existed. It was before paper. You're right. But I'll tell you this. Yeah, you know, I, well, I think there's a piece of parchment somewhere that's got my name on it, but a, I'm a not sure. A scroll somewhere, right? right? But we did have wooden shafts in our golf clubs when I played, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you this, dog fans. Like Bert was saying earlier, you know, on our linebacking core, we really had a real lack of attack. You know, we, we weren't having guys fill the gaps. Guys aren't stepping up and meeting runners at the point of contact with authority. And I think the same problem could be said about our kickoff coverage team, of which Brandon Miller made some quality tackles, but he's waiting for the ball carrier to get to the 40 before he gets there. He's a second-tier guy. Uh, Coach Fabris does his kickoff uh, a little bit different than a lot of teams. A lot of teams just send ten guys in a full sprint down there, put the two end guys as uh, safety valves, but... Uh, Coach Fabris does a little different. He's a uh, Brandon is a second tier guy, but as you know, I, ca- I called him a couple of times, just kind of trotting down the field and then folding back into the middle of the field. And uh, yeah, he made a great tackle at the 45 yard line. You yeah, know? at the and, 45, uh, exactly. And, uh, that's and, just and not very inspiring, though. No, but no. I mean, but that's hard to say because as Bert said, I mean, that is our second line of defense, and our third line is Brandon Katu, which uh, I don't think is going to do a whole lot for us. Uh, you know, we need to start knocking people down about the 25 or so. 
Well, I tell you what. You know, and I mean, and and even if he trots down there, I'm damn glad Brandon Miller's back there because if he wasn't tackling people, they'd have seven on the board. And he's making some fantastic quality. He's making good tackles, too. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about it. Brandon Miller, when he's called upon, even though he's trotting and even though he's a second-tier guy, at least he's making the tackle. And we don't yeah. have to worry about well, what's going on. Well, I mean, to me, he's making about as much effort as everybody else on the special teams. Whole uh, lot of whole lot of trotting, whole lot of slacking. Yeah, uh, and that's always been in, in the Mark Regarev, that's always been a position that it, you know, people have taken a lot of pride in. I played on that kickoff team, you know, for Coach Fabris, and that was and, and one of the things that we took pride in was tackling the guys inside the twenty yard line and we did it more times than not. And, uh, and 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 that might be what he might need to change change some personnel on there. Hey Corey, how did you Corey Phillips? How did you do on your uh, kickoff coverage days? Corey, Corey, you're with me there. Yeah, I was. You know, I was great on the clipboard. Uh, I tell you what, you were you were heck with that clipboard, huh? No, what I'm saying on the kickoff coverage, where I can't figure out if you're having some problems, and I'm just looking at it from what Katu can do as he's kicking field goals. It seems like he, even though you're five yards back this year, he could put it in the end zone. You'd think so. And is you know, I know that it was part of when you were playing, Bert, that it was a part of let's put him in the corner, let's put him on the five-yard line and try to pin him inside the 20. You know, are they doing the same thing here? That ain't working. I believe that's still the strategy. Right now it, we're still kicking to a point. You it know? is still the strategy, yeah. but the guys. But it ain't working. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. It's not working. And I think it might be personnel. I, it's well, not the be. scheme. It's not the scheme because all of a sudden a scheme all of a sudden doesn't just not work. You know, you know, when you have a bunch of different guys, it's got to be the your guys, you know. And right. So, so uh, either either these guys, uh, you know, go look at themselves when they go downtown tonight and say, I need to start making some plays or, or put some guys in there and want to play. I mean, they got 105 guys on the roster. There's somebody yep. out there that wants to make a play well, on special teams. And, you know, I mean, that. we need to get some headhunters out there, some guys that, that don't mind sacrificing their bodies like you and Johnny Brown. Yeah. Well, Johnny. You know, now, now again, you know, you knew back then, you know, you and Johnny could go to that Arrowhead Clinic and get that back adjusted that is true. after that is a game true. with a hard hit. And I don't know if these guys know that or not. I don't know if they do, but, you know. And I, I know Johnny's probably listening on his way home. I wish he'd call in. Let's let these guys know one free adjustment for anybody that makes a tackle on that special teams. very good point. Inside the At 20. the Harry W. Brown Arrowhead Clinic. If you make a tackle inside <laughs> the 20, we are be glad. They'll be glad Man, to take care of you. if you just make a tackle on special teams, you get an adjustment. Period. Get an Absolutely. Adjustment. I think that's a very At good the point. Harry W. Brown Arrowhead Clinic. Arrowhead Clinic, located in Athens. There is there's 26 locations around the southeast. One happens to be here in Athens, Georgia. And, so. Bert, if you were here in Athens, got that adjustment and then needed some gasoline, where could you get it? Well, you go to the quick spot with the JP logo at Jones Petroleum. Dog Located fans. in three different three different spots here in Athens. Uh, we're spinning out of control here, dog fans. I tell you what, we got to get back to this thing. You know, we, we had a great game, guys. We're just having a little fun here on the radio. You know, there's not a whole lot to say after a 45-16 to victory over West. Carolina, you're playing a Division One AA opponent that's lost 12 games in a row now. No, I mean there may be some people out there thinking, "Hey, the dogs won. I need to build a house." Is that and who should they call? Phillips Brothers. Phillips Brothers Construction. Well, yeah, it's just being redundant. Everybody knows that already. I mean, we don't need to waste their time on something that everybody already has has a clear picture of. You want the best house in Northeast Georgia? Phyllis Brothers contracting. Hey, hey, not to ever look above and past Alabama, which is going to be a heck of a game next week, and we're going to be on the road. But I'm worried about Troy. I don't know if we got oh, into yeah. it earlier. Yeah, but them Troy. boys came in, and I don't know if you can say it, but they dominated Oklahoma State on the field. And if we had to look at our quality win, 
that we thought we had in week one, we don't so much have confidence in that anymore. Absolutely. No, we sure don't. That's exactly right. I tell you, I hear you on that, Corey. We're gonna, I tell you what, we're going to come after the break. We're going to talk about, as Florida has just scored another touchdown, guys. We're going to talk putting about putting it to them. Yeah, that's yeah. Gonna, the that's woodshed, as they and, call it. And, you know, Corey hit the nail on the head. Like I say, we really, coming into our fourth game of the season, we really don't know what we have. No. Right. Let's talk about the Alabama game coming up. Let's talk about Troy. Let's talk about the quality of our victory over Oklahoma State. And we'll talk about how Florida is now doubling Tennessee up. And let's talk about how you can believe anything Nick Saban says. <laughs> Absolutely. Dog fans, I tell you what, we appreciate you guys listening. We're going to be right back after the break here. Uh, this is the Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. We're going to take a little network break right here, and we'll be right back after just a few short messages. Today, the Dogs win. 45 to 16 over Western Carolina. This is Dog Dial. Y'all is definitely a great name for magazine. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, I actually bought this. Looks like it would appeal to different generations. And sweet iced tea. Because you know we don't get iced tea when you go north and all of that. I love the south and I love y'all. We're both from the north. I would really like it. <laughs> y'all. I would definitely buy it. I've lived in the South my whole life, and it's nice to have something that's just about the South. Hi, y'all. Y'all Magazine, the magazine of Southern people on newsstands now. Going to a game? Ride Amtrak and arrive full of spirit. Sit back, relax in your roomy seat or sleeper car, or grab a snack to enjoy in the lounge. Best of all, rising gas prices are no longer your problem. Book online and receive 20% off the best available coach fare to games throughout the Southeast. For more information, call 1-800-USA-RAIL or visit Amtrak.com. Fare subject to availability. Restrictions may apply. Refer to code H623. Amtrak is a registered service mark of the National Railroad Passenger Corporation. There you go, dog fans. That's a little song of the South from Alabama. And I'll tell you, the song of the South today was Dogs Win, 45-16. to 16. But next week, we're going to be taking on Alabama. And we're, hopefully, we're going to be playing the same tune out of Tuscaloosa, a place where we've only won one time yep. in University of Georgia football history. One time back in 2002, which was the uh, uh, SEC championship run that Corey and I played in that game. But as Corey can tell you, uh, we were a heavily, heavily favored team that, that year. And uh, Alabama was really on the downside, and uh, and they played us tough, and we uh, Georgia ended up having we ended up winning the game with a Billy Bennett field goal late. You know, ended up being I think 26-24 was the final score in that game. Uh, so it's 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 not an easy place to play, and uh, they come out there, and you know they 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 play Bear Bryant's voice, you know, and all this other stuff, and talk about their. 11 uh, national championships and 22 SEC titles and 93 All-Americans, you know, all that stuff. They, they, they say all that stuff, and all of a sudden you'll hear Alabama, uh, I mean, excuse me, Leonard Skinner come on with Sweet Home Alabama. And, you know, They it, put on a show. Yeah, it's an intimidating place to play. So but with you a know, young team. And as much as we like to joke about them, too. The fact that Nick Saban has gone there has really fired up that fan base. Oh yeah, and no everything question. else too. I mean, so they are at over ninety thousand at their uh, spring game this year. And ten and ten thousand still sitting in the parking lot and wishing they could be in there. That's absolutely yeah. right. I mean, I it, think... it was they shut the doors on them. Well, I bet the Walmart's business was off in the state of Alabama that oh, day. Oh man, don't you know? Oh, man, Walmart's <laughs> all over the state of Alabama were hurting. But that I day. would have yeah. loved to have been a politic salesman there because you know everyone was wanting to glue in those Sunday go to church teeth. 
Well, you know, you know, uh, Corey, you were talking about before the break about how, you know, we're finding ourselves questioning a little bit what we thought about that victory. We, when Oklahoma State came in here, we thought we were playing a real quality opponent, and we thought we got a quality win against, you know, the self-proclaimed greatest offense in the universe. But after seeing Troy dominate them, really on the scoreboard even more strongly than we did, and Troy being a team we got to play later this season. How do you feel about that Oklahoma State win, and how do you feel about Troy coming into Athens here later in the year? Well, it makes you worry, quite honestly. (laughs) I mean, it just makes you wonder, you know, what we got. But that's something that the coaches are going to take into into the, you know, the classroom is what I'll call it. But in the meeting rooms, when they're in there this week and saying, you know, we can't act like we're just the University of Georgia and like we're expected to win and we're going to win. You have to earn it. And first of all, we got to go against Alabama this week coming up. And the biggest thing Alabama does have and all the things that Bert was just talking about is they've got tradition. They've got, they have a tradition that they can lean on and build confidence on. They expect to win. They expect they to win. They expect to win. Unlike the Gamecocks, you know, who have played – you know, we get Gamecocks came in here last week. We talked about Spurrier changing that culture, you know. The Gamecocks don't really have that tradition to lean on. But Alabama, you know, oh. especially in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Alabama is Alabama. You know, it's kind of like uh, we've been dogging Notre Dame and, and cheering against, uh, uh, cheering for whoever's playing them. But Alabama is right there in the in the same tier with uh, Notre Dame. It's one of those programs that you know when you, when you talk about college football, you have to bring up Notre Dame. You have to bring up Alabama. You know, you have to bring up uh, uh, yeah, Michigan, USC, teams yeah. like that. I, I mean, mean you, you know, you talk about college football in the South. You talk about Alabama. Oh, I yeah, mean, they're the king. Yeah, and yeah. we were kidding about Saban earlier, but I don't know if it's telling or not. But I was with a good friend of mine this weekend, Chris Glover, out of Alabama. He's diehard dad played there, and he's got a little boy. And I went up to him, and I just said, you know, asked his son, kidding around, you know, who's your favorite coach, son? And he said, Nick Saban. Right. I mean, that would never happen before Nick Saban. I mean, it's just, I think he finally is able to instill and bring back that tradition a little bit. It was a question mark for a while. There was a few years where even... You know, the Alabama loyal were wondering, you know, are we are we still Alabama? And I think he's brought it back. Do you think that though? Is, oh, do you has. think that's because Nick Saban's such a high quality coach and individual, or do you think Alabama fans are just so doggone hungry and so starving for a, you know, even though I thought Mike Shula was a pretty good coach and putting together a pretty good program? It's a combination of the two. Uh, Alabama hadn't been Alabama since oh, uh, man, Gene Stallings just scored again. Did Sorry, Bart. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Since Gene Stallings, since Gene Stallings was there back in '92, that's that's the last time Alabama's been on top of the mountain, and uh, and ever since then everybody's been looking for, you know, the the replacement for everybody's always in Alabama always looking for the replacement of Bear Bryant. It doesn't matter, no doubt. But uh, but now this, instead of trying to hire somebody who's been touched by the Bear or played for the Bear, you know, all this other stuff, uh, they went outside of the, the their usual status quo and got a guy that's a, that's a proven winner. He's got a national title under his belt and has won, done nothing but win in college football. And that's why everybody's excited, you know, because uh, uh, Nick Saban has been in the SEC. He's won in the SEC. And, uh, and you know, he, he's a proven guy that uh, can bring back Alabama's program to where, uh, you know, the Alabama people were, want it well, to be. Well, I, I agree with you on that. No, you know, not that I believe anything the man said, but he has proved uh, you know, he can win in the SEC, and he sure can recruit. And I tell you, if I'm Les Miles, I'm kissing his picture every night because <laughs> Les Miles is down there. He's a good coach. 
but he is down at LSU, probably has what may be the best team in the country, and those are Nick Saban's recruits he's yeah. playing with. Yeah, let's not fool ourselves now. Nick Saban, when he won the national title at LSU, he had the best players. I mean, you know, and yeah. good, good players make good coaches, and uh, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, and Les Miles is seeing that right now. I mean, uh, good players can make an average coach look great. And right now, Alabama doesn't have the best players. So we're, we're going to see. I don't think Alabama, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to jump on the Alabama ship of saying they're, they're going to, you know, run through the West and win it uh, because uh, I, I think Georgia can compete against Alabama, to be honest with well, you. Well, I think so, too. And I think we'll learn a lot about Alabama later on tonight when they play Arkansas. Right, right. I mean, you've got, and, and again, it's kind of a paradox, you've got Arkansas coming in. It's ranked number 16 in the nation, probably has – the best running back in the nation, if not certainly one of the top two, and Alabama's favorite. They're giving up three points. No doubt. Uh, I'll tell you this. One thing I've got to say about it. And they're not ranked. I mean, it's One thing it's I've got to say about it is, uh, you know, I don't know what Notre Dame, we don't know what Alabama's got, and we're going to find out a little bit tonight when they play Arkansas, but one thing I know that we do have, we might not have the best, most uh, senior talent right now, but we've got a coach that's really good on the road. We got a coach that's already won in Tuscaloosa. That's three and zero in Neyland Stadium up in Knoxville, and we got a coach that knows and a staff that knows how to prepare with for road games and knows how to get the most out of his players for road games. Yeah, Granted, exactly. we don't have Michael Johnson, and I wish we had Michael Johnson going into Tuscaloosa. But either I way, I wish he was our receivers coach. <laughs> I know you do. Hell, I wish anybody was our receivers coach <laughs> other than the one we got. But you're exactly right, Mark Rick. He knows how to circle the wagons and uh, and and get the. Uh, the team going on the road and, and say, you know, it's us against them kind of kind of uh, motive. And and, and, uh, and and he knows how to win on the road. I mean, you can count them on your hand. When When is Georgia loss on the road? It, it, taking out Jacksonville, obviously. Take yeah. out Jack, that's a neutral field. But obviously, you got to take count, out Jacksonville. Bert, we never count that in our history. Exactly. No. Yeah. Nor should we. In our <laughs> recent history. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, the last 20 years. I mean, after 85 or 6 or 7, we don't need oh, to count it. But, i tell yeah. you what. But, you know, we do have a great coach that knows how to get the most out of his players. And uh, I'm looking forward to a big game next week. We, we, do, we have reason to believe it's going to be bumped from 3.30 to 7.45. It's going to be on ESPN2. Well, I tell you, we certainly got reason to believe it's bumped from 3.30 because CBS just ran a promo for South Carolina and LSU. Absolutely. So, so. I can guarantee you it ain't on at 3.30 on CBS. Dog oh. fans, you can catch us on. The next week you're going to have Alabama versus the University of Georgia Bulldogs at 7.45. On ESPN two, they're coming to you live from Tuscaloosa at seven forty-five. Now I is think that Eastern Standard game. Time or Central Time? Seven forty-five Eastern, six forty-five uh, Central. Either way, old dog will be here with his Steve Spurrier visor on, absolutely the game, absolutely. cheering the Gamecocks on, drinking uh, his Matthew Stafford Kool Aid, and no watching, watching the Gamecocks go down to Baton Rouge. You know, oh, he can't wait. And, and I tell you something else, I think we learned today too. We've got a heck of a lot better chance of beating Tennessee than we do Florida. <laughs> yes, yeah, so far because we do. Florida just had just put just hung 42 on Tennessee. I tell you, let me give you guys some more score updates too right now. In case you're not near a TV, Michigan is currently holding Notre Dame scoreless and beating them 38 to Zippo right now. That is in, I believe that's in West Bend. And, uh, South Bend. At, at, yeah, South Bend. Yeah, West Bend. I think they make irons or uh, coffee makers. Or it's in the big house, though, yeah. by the way. It's oh. in the big house, and Lloyd Carr just saved his job today. <laughs> yeah. So. Lloyd Carr, yeah, this is live from Ann Arbor right now. Speaking of other coaches that 
Oh, save their job. Mississippi State, he's going to be around oh, for an entire year. Sylvester Croom hanging 19-14 yes, to 14 on the Auburn Tiger Woo. slash Plainsman slash War Eagle. Insert mascot of choice right there. You know, they've got three different ones to choose from. Auburn goes to 1-2 and two on the season, losing today to Mississippi State in Jordan-Hare. 19 to 14. I tell you what, that buzzard, he's probably going to have a good time flying around that stadium. Some people call it an eagle. It looks more like a buzzard. To me, I, you know? I think he fell off that perch and dropped dead, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a final right now. That's a final from the big house. Uh, I think that's Jimmy Clawson walking out on the field there. That's a final from Ann Arbor. Michigan They're carrying Lloyd Card off. Man, They're I tell Lloyd you, Clark if, on if the you're Ty Willinghammer, you suing to get your job back? Michigan 38, Notre Dame 0. And Holy cow. I tell you what. What happened to the most overrated coach in the world the in Fighting Big Irish. Fat Charlie White? He remains, Could it be that he's not taping he remains what's going highly on on the overrated. other sideline? He remains highly overrated, dog fans. I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, we got a lot more show left for you. we got 20 minutes coming back after the break here for you, dog fans. We're going to be covering more of this Georgia Bulldog victory today over Western Carolina. And we're going to have some more scores for you and a little bit more analysis as we go into the last few segments of the show. Thank you for listening. The Dog Dial will be right back after this. You're listening to The Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. All right, dog fans, welcome back to The Dog Dial. We're wrapping up our second hour as the Dogs win big today over Western Carolina, 45-16. to 16. It was a great win for the Dogs to move them to 1-2 and two on the season. We're coming to you live from the Wow Cafe and Wingery here in Five Points, right behind Hodgson's Pharmacy. Dog fans, if you want, give us a call at 706-369-5838. We're going to be on the air for a few more minutes. We'd love to hear from you if you're listening in Athens or down in Milledgeville or Macon. And I'll tell you something else. While we're talking about this, if you like the show, or if you don't like the show, whatever you think about the show, we want you to tell your friends, tell them to tune in next week. We're on the air every Tuesday from 8 to 9 with a pregame show, and we're on the air every week after the game for two hours. So we've got a postgame show and a pregame show, and we'd love to hear from you. You can call us. You can email us at dogdial at gmail.com, or you can call your station managers and say, you know what, we love that guy, Old Dog. We love Burt Jones. We love what they've got to say. Because we don't want to be muzzled, guys. We want y'all to get the news out, Man, get the I tell word you, out. Last week they wouldn't even let me in on the pregame show. <laughs> I was I was put in the bunker, told, and I tried to call in, and they had even cut the microphones off here. I, I don't know what's up. Apparently we've got one old guy down in Milledgeville that doesn't like what I say and is called in. So if you listen to us on the radio, if you listen to us on the Internet, call in, say, we want to hear the truth. And we, we don't want it. We don't want it milked down. We want to know what the people think. And dog fans, that's what we're all about here on the Dog Dial. This is the call-in show for people that don't like call-in shows. This is a show by fans for fans. We've even got a couple old players hanging around, but we're going to always bring you the truth. We're going to bring you a fresh perspective and some honest commentary about the Bulldogs. You know, from real fans that have been following the program for years and years. So you can always expect that from us. And, by the way, just a little update here. Florida's just hung another touchdown on the big boy, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, Phil Fulmer. It's now 49-20. to 20. I say, you, doesn't that, doesn't that, if you look at the whole Tennessee coaching staff, wouldn't they give you a lot of motivation as a player? 
I mean, every one of them looked like Pillsbury Doughboys, you know? I tell From you. From the head coach to the yeah. offensive coordinator to the defense coordinator, every one of them looked like they hadn't missed a meal at the buffet line, you know? Tim Tebow running his special play. He still he continues to be a one-play wonder there, running behind the left between the left guard and tackle. That's his famous play. That's his favorite play, and he just scored again to make it 49-20. to 20. And uh, Well, I tell you what, if I'm Phil Fulmer or if I'm uh, – Chavis, I wouldn't be real surprised when I get into Knoxville tonight to see a uh, North American van lines moving van in my uh, driveway tonight. <laughs> Phil Former's not going to be happy after Johnny this Majors loss. be driving it. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> I tell you what, I, they're going to give him the Johnny Majors treatment. They don't no want to get me started. It. I haven't liked Phil Former since he stabbed Johnny Majors in the back to take that job from him. You know, when Majors was in the hospital. Yeah. You know? He took the job under false pretenses, and uh, I haven't liked him ever since. You know. But Mark Rick seems to have his number up there in Neyland Stadium, even though he beat us here in Athens last year. I think we're going to have something for him this year. Well, I'll tell you what, we need to. Tennessee is not the team that Florida is, not at least not today, and hopefully we're going to have something for him on October 6th. Well, I mean, it, 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 with the way the atmosphere was today, if Georgia doesn't run the table coming up to the Florida game, you're, you're going to be looking at a lot of disgruntled fans. Uh, you could just feel it all around the state. The, yeah. the wind had been taken out of the sails, I said earlier tonight, uh, with that loss last week. And, you know, th- today it was a win, and that was great and everything leading up to uh, the Alabama game. But uh, uh, we, we, Georgia's going to have to win the rest of them. They're going to beat Alabama, Ole Miss, Tennessee, uh, and, you know, uh, Troy, I guess it is, leading up to the Florida game in order for in, in, you know, for it to be an interesting season for us. Yeah, and I think some of the attitude we had today was probably the smackdown that Troy put on Oklahoma State. It might have been. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were, you know, as we discussed earlier, you know, we were feeling good about Oklahoma State. You know, granted, we lost to South Carolina, but we didn't play all that well. I mean, defense played good, offense struggled, but we were still thinking, well, you know, we beat a quality team, and we found out Friday night we haven't beat anybody. Knowing what we and, know uh, now, knowing what we know about Troy now, we can't look at our schedule and say we've got one easy no, game left. and we probably beat the worst team in one double-A. Absolutely. We you don't know, have so, one easy game left. I mean, really, our first true test is going to be next Saturday yeah. at what you tell me is going to be 745 Eastern time. 745 on Down ESPN in Tuscaloosa. Too. I tell you what, guys. And, Bert, if I were driving from Athens to Tuscaloosa, needed a full tank of gas, where could I get one? Well, you go down here to the quick spot at one of our three locations <laughs> located here in Athens. <laughs> Lexington Highway, Jefferson Highway, and Ohol Road. <laughs> I tell you what, man, if you ride on a steel horse, you need some fuel. Check out the big lighted JP and go for the quick stop and get you some fuel. Dog okay, fans, right will be right back. Farming theater. Y'all is definitely a great name for magazine. Y'all. I uh, actually bought this. Looks like it would appeal to different generations. And sweet iced tea, because you know we don't get iced tea when you go north and all of that. I love the south, and I love y'all. We're both from the north. I would really buy it. <laughs> y'all, I would definitely buy it. I've lived in the south my whole life, and it's nice to have something that's just about the south. Hi, y'all. Y'all Magazine, the magazine of southern people, on newsstands now. As Chief Executive Officer of the Atlanta Committee for the Olympic Games, Billy Payne became the first person to lead an Olympic bid effort and then continue as top administrator. In 2006, he was named as only the sixth chairman in the hallowed history of Augusta National Golf Club, home of the Masters Tournament. Payne's epic work ethic began even before he became an all-SEC football player at the University of Georgia. As a child, his father always urged him to outwork the competition. Today, his father would be proud. An SEC 75th anniversary story of character. 
Mama, I'm coming home. Dog fans, we're about to wind up this second hour of the Dog Dial. Coming to you live from Wow and Five Points. As always, with my good friends Burt Jones and old dog Bill Morton. Guys, we got a score report here for you. Central Florida has just taken a one-point lead on the number six-ranked Texas Longhorns with about five and a half minutes left to go in the game. Central Florida has pulled ahead of the number six-ranked Texas Longhorns. Burt, you didn't see that one coming, did you? Uh, unlike George O'Leary's resume, we're not kidding you right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and how about that, man? Number seven, Wisconsin, beating the Citadel Bulldogs 45-31. to 31. Citadel was hey. in that game all the well, way. Well, I tell you, they're, they're a scrappy bunch, and probably a lot of people don't know. They're the boys that started the Civil War. That's right. Fired the, the first shot out of Fort Sumter. Bunch of, bunch of drunk <laughs> Citadel cadets just, you know, figured they'd have fun, fired a cannonball over there at Fort Sumter, and look what happened. You know, our producer, John <laughs> Rawl, is a former Citadel cadet. I'm sure he'd be proud of us to give his boys in blue a, a little is plug really? there. Is he really? I didn't yeah. know that. He's yeah. a Citadel man. and uh, Man, don't you know he took a beating as a knob? I tell you what, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. You know, uh, uh, you know, John's a good guy, but I can see him getting beat down to death. Oh, man. there ain't no doubt about that. Well, I tell you, dog fans, we're coming to you live here from Athens. We've got a 45 to 16 victory on our hands today against Western Carolina. But really, like we said, you know, if you want to put the South Carolina game behind you, then say that uh, our SEC West schedule starts next week in Tuscaloosa at 7:45 on the Deuce, where we're going to take on Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's going to be a tough game, boys. Oh, it's going to be, a bit, uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be the true test of the year. I mean, yeah. we're going to find. We didn't play well against South Carolina, and, and you know, we've already been through that. We beat that horse to death, and so we'll find out next week if we're going to be a real contender in the SEC. We can still win the SEC. I mean, I'm, I'm not counting us out yet because uh, uh, South Carolina is going to lose. South Carolina still got to play Tennessee, Florida, everybody, all the big boys, just like us. But I really think we can compete. And, uh, and next week is going to be a good uh, good test for us. Well, I tell you, Bert, I mean, the folks in South Carolina and the South Carolina fans, I think, basically have lost their minds. <laughs> and, again, you know, as we said earlier, they're a group that likes to buy explosives from mentally deficient people, yeah. like Wacky Wayne, Retarded Ronnie, Crazy Charlie. But, I mean, I was driving from Charleston over to Athens last night, uh, coming through Columbia, listening to the show uh, on 580, and, I mean, these folks are talking about, you know, well, LSU better watch out because the Gamecocks are coming to town next yeah. week. Well, they're always delusional, and, and, and now they got a little substance behind it because and, they did beat Georgia. And the other crazy thing they said, they're playing South Carolina State tonight, first time in 100 years, and they were doing a score prediction. A lot of folks were saying, oh, well, Steve Spurrier likes this Coach Pugh over there, so I don't think he's going to run the score up. It's uh-huh. going to be like 31-6. to 6. 41 to 6. They need to get a grip. Steve Spurrier will hang 100 on his mother if she were coaching the other team. <laughs> there's nobody there's nobody harder on an opposing team. I mean, he would like you said he'd throw a bomb with a 40 point lead and 10 seconds to go if his mom was coaching the other side or maybe his brother. His even. paraplegic brother in a wheelchair. He would if do he it. were a deep back. He will pour it to you. I don't care who you are. And he doesn't have any love loss for any other coaching staff anywhere in the country. So. Well, well, speaking of good quality coaches and good – Are you changing guys, the subject? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly speaking, you're changing the subject, speak, man. Speaking of guys who, who, who come from good, you know, good backgrounds, good, you know, had good upbringing, we're taking on one and this week with Nick Saban. I mean, a guy that – 
I don't I don't think anybody could ever accuse him of being anything but the most upstanding gentleman. You know, certainly truthful. Oh yeah, he, he's always he's always honest. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. He, he, he you know, he's. He, I, if Nick Saban, if Nick Saban tells you something, you can take it to the bank. There's no right. doubt about it. Right. I can't pull. Go it ahead off and deposit that check. I can't pull it off with a straight face. Nick Saban will lie through his teeth, man. He'll lie right through his front tooth. You know, he uh, he's not very honorable, but uh, you know he's a pretty good recruiter, and we're gonna find maybe out what that's kind of cards why. he's got tonight. Maybe, maybe he gets the recruits. You know, maybe that's why. But, uh, dog fans, we do have a big game coming up next week, and uh, we're going to find out something about this dog team next week when we go to Tuscaloosa. So uh, we're starting, but like I said before, the Troy game, the Ole Miss game, Kentucky looking strong right now in the east. Kentucky's putting a lot of points on the board. They Not really a whole are. lot of defense. We'll, but, find, um, well, well, we'll find out about Kentucky. They played Louisville here coming yeah. up this week. So we'll find out about Kentucky. Uh, well, and, not, we and not that I would ever tell you to wager but if Kentucky's playing Louisville, I take the over. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So, well, I tell you guys, we are uh, we're going to be just about wrapping up this show. As always, you guys can contact us if you got some feedback for us on the show. Email us at dogdial at gmail.com or give us a call Tuesday night. We'll be coming to you with the show from eight to nine. We'll be right here at Wow in Athens. If you're here at Wow, if you're here in Athens, come see us Tuesday night. We'll be right here with you. Dogs win today. Dogs win 45-16 to 16 over Western Carolina. Let me tell you a few more things about this show as we go off the air. Dog Dallas presented by Y'all Magazine at, on the Alexander Stevens Network and is a production of Colonel Raw Media, LLC. Copyright 2007. Transmission or duplication without the express written permission of Colonel Raw Media, LLC is prohibited. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of the University of Georgia, the Alexander Stevens Network, its advertisers, affiliates, or Colonel Rawl Media. The executive producer of Dog Dial is John Rawl. Production assistant is Keith Sisson. Network engineer is Andy Young. Account executive is Meredith Rawl. With special guest analysis by Burt Jones. Special thanks to my partner, Bill Morton, the infamous old dog, also known as The Truth. And my name is Derek Leonard. I'm thanking you for listening and letting you know that we'll be back live here in Athens at Five Points next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. You're listening to Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Look forward to being back with you after that Alabama game next week. We'll be playing them on ESPN2 at 745. This has been Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you on Tuesday. Go dogs.